Welcome to another episode of Average Reviews, where we review things averagely. I'm Tabitha. And I'm Chris. And we hope that you enjoy this episode. Yeah, that was a ball ache. Yes, it was. Even that request took me to my actual normal thing. Then I do notifications and click through it in there instead. Great. But we're now live. Hello, people. Hello, hello. Have a lot to get through. We don't actually have that many things. We have quite a bit on the game port section. Which is now going to become a regular thing. Oh my god, we do actually because I can, I can, um, um, share. You can two games. Three technically, but yes, two games. Oh, what's the third? The other one that we played today. What Jackbox? Yeah. Yeah, we um, only played two of them though. It'd be a bit unfair to. Yeah, that's true. I have cat scratches all over me. Congratulations. You know when you picked Twinkle up today? And put her on you? Yeah. She probably scratched me. (laughs) Anyway, we shall start with the first, well, the least recent film that we've seen in cinemas that we've not yet reviewed. Yeah, to be honest, most of the films we've seen I've forgotten, so my brain is short to shit. That's great. Okay, so we'll start with Minions, The Rise of Gru. Okie dokie. This stars Steve Carell, Alan Arkin, Taraja P. Henson, Julie Andrews, Michelle Yeoh, Russell Brand, Pierre Coffin, a bunch of other people, Danny Trejo apparently, which I didn't realise. Who was he? Stronghold. Okay. If you can remember who that is. One of the Sinister Six or whatever they were called. Sure. (laughs) Carry on. What did you think of the film? It's a kid's film. Quite squarely aimed at kids to um, a degree. To, to um, explain um, what it is, it is about the minions when Gru is a child. That's that's it. There you go. Perfect. So yeah, it's very much a kid's film, but I enjoyed it. I don't think it was a, a, like particularly laugh out loud funny, but I thought it definitely had some funny bits. It tickled Beth's fancy at times. And yeah, it is what it is, really. You know exactly what you're going to get from a Minions film, and this doesn't really disappoint. Yeah. Cool. Good input. I didn't enjoy it very much. (laughs) There you go, that's better. (laughs) How come? I I mean, I don't like the Minions to begin with. So, and I don't know, it just... So, I... (laughs) I can appreciate some kids' films. It's just this wasn't a particularly good film, in my opinion. But the Minions do just frustrate the hell out of me. I was going to say, you've not really liked any of the others either. 
I enjoyed Despicable Me. The first one, yeah. And the second one wasn't too bad. Don't forget, you were a lot younger when you watched Despicable Me as well. Yeah, that is true. So, yeah, I don't think it held up for me. But if, you know, if it is sort of the kids level that you're going into, you're not going to be disappointed by it. Yeah, that's true. One one thing I do hate about it is that now Beth keeps bloody quoting Minions because it's the, obviously the first, well, not obviously, but as you know, it's the first one she's actually seen. She's not watched Despicable Me, not watched any of the other Minions stuff. She just saw a trailer for it, loved the Minions, and now she's just quoting them, and it's just frustrating. I'm so glad she's not done that around me because I would... Oh, I will get to do it on Sunday. No, not happening. Oh, it is. No. If she wasn't in the bath, I'd get her to come and do it to you now. I would cry. I would just sit here. <laughs> but yeah, no, I thought it was in, in terms of like storyline, it wasn't even that good either. It's not going to have a complex story, though, is it? When you think of the target it audience, have a complex story to be good. No, that's true, but what else do you want? Someone got kicked out of the group. He tries to use the minions to help get back. Blah, blah, blah. The character is so boring. I, I, I wasn't a massive fan of it. Fair enough. So what would you... Well, have you got anything else you want to say about it? No, just don't watch it if you don't enjoy it. No, that's the thing. A Minions film is exactly what you're going to expect from it. You either go into it knowing you're going to like it or you don't watch it. Yeah. So I think for the target audience, it was a very good film. For me, it was a all right film. Had its drawbacks, had its funny moments, like I said. But I think it was more, for me anyway, more positive than negative. And obviously for you, the other way around. Yep. It is what it is. So, yeah, I would give it probably, as a Minions film, seven and a half out of ten. I'm going to give it a six. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. On to the next film. We will have more to talk about with you if we can remember it, which we probably won't be able to. We'll have more to talk about them. So. This we're going on to next is Thor, Love and Thunder. I I enjoyed it. You're not even saying what it is again. Okay, so that is a good point. You're a bit shit today, aren't you? This is about Thor. This is the most recent Thor edition. And basically, yes, it's the fourth. And basically, it's about Thor. And it's about his ex-girlfriend, Jane, also becoming Thor. And a bunch of kids are stolen by a dude who hates gods and is wanted to try and kill all the gods. And then Thor and female Thor and Valkyrie and Korg are all trying to stop this bad dude. And it stars... It stars Chris Hemsworth, Tessa Thompson, Natalie Portman, Christian Bale, Russell Crowe, Taika Waititi, a bunch of other people. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Tell I will you. start. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you look back at the first Thor film, it's weird to see where they've ended up. Yeah, I agree. Because Kenneth Branagh. The directors, though. What? You can tell it's because of the directors, though. Yeah, yeah. Last two Thor films have just been fun. And yeah. the first Thor film done by Kenneth Branagh was like he tried to do it as an actual drama, which I thought was very cool because it wasn't really anything that had been done in the Marvel Universe at that time. And it was its own thing very much. And then it's just Thor 2 was Thor 2. And then Taika Waititi got involved and they just became fun, very much more comic than the other yeah. two. Yeah, I agree. And I really enjoyed it. I don't think it was a great film, but mm. I really enjoyed it. It was it was a good watch. Yeah. Christian Bale was really good in it and the like makeup that they did with Christian Bale was incredible because I There's did not There's very few things Christian Bale isn't good in to be honest. I've barely seen him in anything. Like he's such a big actor but I've barely seen him in anything. It's really weird. Well, you should watch more of his stuff because he is good. I've been told I need to watch American Psycho. Yep. Yeah. I yeah. will. I'll watch it. Good. So, yeah, I'll, th- some of the comic moments with Thor talking to Mjolnir and Stormbreaker, I thought mm-hmm. they were very well done. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, the gist of the story was good. There were some moments in it that were a bit like, Eh, but agree. it's what you're going to get with this kind of film. The action sequences were decent enough. Yeah, they had some good fight scenes. Yeah, and on a whole, like I say, I, I just I enjoyed it. I went into it with fairly high expectations because I love Taika Waititi films. I think Chris Hemsworth as Thor is playing it really well at the moment with this comic angle. He's hitting that just right. Um, a bit disappointed Guardians of the Galaxy weren't in it more than what they were, but obviously they've got their own film that they'll be off going to do anyway, so I can perfectly understand that because this is a Thor film, not a Thor and the Guardians film. Mm-hmm. So, But the interaction between Chris Hemsworth and Chris Pratt, I thought, played fantastically well. Yeah, yeah just as a whole, I, just, I enjoyed it. Start to finish, I just went in and just enjoyed it for what it was i enjoyed it as well but as you say it's like it's not an incredible film it's not cinematic masterpiece by any stretch of the means but it it was good and it's enjoyable yeah i think i prefer ragnarok i agree i i prefer ragnarok quite a lot more but it wasn't a bad film no it did make me sob (laughs) <laughs> oh, it didn't just make you sob. It made you fall to pieces for a solid 10 minutes. And um... it was worth it for that on its own. <laughs> it was amazing. It was you had so to apologise to everyone sat around us. <laughs> it's not, that's not the only time when we're talking about me having to do that in this episode. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Um, it was so sweet and it was oh, like man. 
Yeah. <laughs> you messed me up a bit. Oh, just remembering that is just making me so happy. <laughs> mean. Oh, I wish I'd have taken a picture of you at the time because that would have been priceless. You were just absolutely in bits. Tears and makeup streaming down your face. You couldn't even get a word out. And because I was laughing at you, you were mixing up absolute huge sobbing cries with laughs just because I was laughing at you. It was priceless. It was so good, though. If I could do the robot robocop thing where i could just plug my hand in something and replay the video i would find it that memory i would upload it to youtube i would become <laughs> a millionaire you would it's just it was amazing Mortifyingly amazing. that may even just add half a point to its rating <laughs> but no it was it was good there was some the graphics weren't that bad from what I can remember. Like, I don't remember having an issue with them. Yeah, not like Doctor Strange. No, not like Doctor Strange. But um, yeah, I, there was no real issues with it anywhere, I don't think. It, it, like I said, it wasn't a great film, but it was. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was like an easy to watch, exactly what you expected kind of thing. Yeah, if you liked Ragnarok, you'll like this. Yeah. Yeah, what are you rating it? I'm going to rate it within the Marvel Cinematic scale. So based on no, I will never do that because I can't just rate a film for a film because there's too many variables. So as a Marvel film, I will probably give it seven and a half. Yeah, 7.75 on the Marvel scale. I'll go with 7.5. Which scale are you using? My scale, father. (laughs) It's not my fault. I'm comparing it to other things of the same ilk. It's like comparing Shawshank to Love and Thunder. No, it doesn't work. You have to compare Love and Thunder to other Marvel films. Okay. There's logic in my head. Sure there is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next, we shall talk about the most recent film we went to see in the cinema, which also made me sob. (laughs) Anyone that (laughs) listens to this knows it's not really an achievement. No, I know. Thor was an achievement with how much it wrecked you. I think Elvis was worse. It really was not. I remember it is worse. I guess I was it, crying for a different reason, though. It really wasn't worse. It was literally 10 minutes in Thor. You were crying all through the credits while we wait for the post credit scene. Well, that's a good point, actually, yeah. <laughs> anyway, carry on. After the fact, though, well... Anyway, yeah, so we went to watch Elvis, which is the new film about Elvis. Um, it's like a... It's a Baz Luhrmann film. Yeah, sure. 
It's what I mean, yeah, it is, but it's like a biography film. What a biopic are they called? Or a biopic, depending on who you talk to. Biopic. I've always called it a biopic. Yeah, biopic. Um, like loads of other people call it like biopic. What do they call a biography? I don't know. Exactly. No. No one's stupid enough to do that. Biopic. Yeah, I think you'll find they are. Well, they shouldn't listen to this podcast if they are. No one listens to this podcast, so I think we're safe. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Anyway, so this stars Tom Hanks, Austin Butler, Helen Thompson, Richard Roxburgh, um, Olivia De Jong, a bunch of other people. Dacre Montgomery. I had Dacre Montgomery in. Anyway, Whoever a bunch that of is. He plays a character in Stranger Things. Okay. Um, and it was so good. I loved it. You still not really said what it is. It was about Elvis's life, told from the point of view of Colonel Tom Parker. But it wasn't. It sort of was. Right. Okay, effectively, now that you've brought that in, so it was told with Colonel Tom Parker, who was his like manager of sorts. Um talking over it like he was the narrator at bits of it and then he was saying something but the film was showing complete opposite of what he was saying because he was basically saying it wasn't my fault that he died I did nothing blah 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 and then he was the film basically was telling his story yeah but then the film was showing like the reality what of what happened and how Elvis was actually like financially abused and that kind of thing and how his Tom Parker was just a horrible horrible man Um. so yeah and it was so good I enjoyed it so much so I went into it knowing like pretty much nothing about Elvis and having Same. only like briefly listened to his songs but I knew it was going to be good because I love a good musical person biopic like I enjoyed Rocket Man a lot I liked Bohemian Rhapsody, so I was like really looking forward to this one, and I think this one tops them both, for me personally. I just it's a I'm, very good film. It, and you went into it not wanting to watch it. Oh, a hundred percent. I went into this with low expectations. I didn't particularly give a shit. I didn't want to watch it, but I was Beth and Tab's lift. So if I'm there, I may as well watch film. Watch the same film, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a like same as Tab. I didn't really um, have much knowledge of the life of Elvis, but I had a few ideas here and there. And what I did know, this hits quite a lot of it. Beth has a much greater knowledge, and she said it was pretty good for what it is. And yeah, I absolutely thought it was great. Very good telling of a fairly very complex good. story. And like it was done in a way that was it was just so good. Like it was so like there were bits of it that were really fun because it was like his music and his dancing and it was showing how he was like getting arrested for his dancing and how that was like a really not fun thing for him. And cat seriously. Yeah, cat. Um, she's trying to claw to get out. 
Let her out then instead of holding her hostage. No, she can wait. Okay. The ransom's not been paid yet. Exactly. Um, so I was like sat there dancing along. It was great. Um, the music was amazing. I think hang also- on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Most of the music was amazing. And then for whatever reason, they go and spoil it by putting modern songs in it. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. I agree. All of the Elvis songs were great. Yeah, and they were performed really well and everything. And then they throw in some stupid random songs by, from what I gather, Doja Cat and some other people. And it just, it takes you out of the moment and it's just absolutely pointless and a cash-in. And I hated it. That, yeah. There was one time where it sort of worked, but not really. And then the Doja Cat, it was just horrible. It was really It was all just really bad. All the... Any time they put any sort of modern spin on the songs, it was shit. It just it completely took me out at the moment, and I was just sat there thinking, "Why the fuck have they done that?" Instead of just enjoying the film and the music, yeah, it baffles my brain. The rest of the music was very good. Yeah, and I think that Austin Butler like performed it really, really well. Yeah, I thought he was fantastic as Elvis. Loads of people have been moaning and like complaining, saying, oh, but it doesn't look like Elvis. One, it doesn't particularly have to look like Elvis. Two, I think you'll find when you compare him side by side, it's not that far off. He's, he kind of does look like him. Yeah. I don't think prime Elvis, I don't think that the actor pulls off anywhere near the charisma and good looks of him but the rest of it he just he nailed it I thought it was a very good Elvis and it seems like he... Rami Malek in Bohemian Rhapsody doesn't particularly look like Freddie Mercury and Taron Egerton doesn't particularly look like Elton John no one moaned about that but for some reason people are kicking off on this but yeah I thought he played it very well especially when he was like the fat Elvis and fat is used in inverted commas there because in my head, when I was growing up, Fat Elvis was huge. But when it sh- sort of showed him being in the Fat Elvis stage, and when it then showed the actual live footage of Elvis in the Fat Elvis stage, he wasn't that big. No. He just wasn't the thin, handsome, good-looking Elvis of 10 years past or whatever. Yeah. But I think, obviously concepts of fat have changed since then but he wasn't a fat Elvis as I had in my head but I think that's because there's been loads of like piss take sort of people dressing up as Elvis on the toilet being like sort of 25 stone or whatever so I don't know but yeah it's a very sad story and it was told very well and I thoroughly enjoyed it can I talk now I don't know, can you? I was trying to talk multiple times and you just kept talking. Because I had something to say for a change. Jesus Christ, so did I. Say it then. Yeah, I'm going to. Right, now having to backtrack about four hours in the conversation, I know that people have been having an issue with him because, so in the film he had Elvis's accent and he did quite a good job with it, but he's been like, afterwards in interviews still talking with the same accent and people <laughs> who, 
having an issue with it. So, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. It's quite bizarre, but no, I think it was done really well, and it was absolutely heartbreaking. But just the whole kind of atmosphere of it and how they paid homage to the people that Elvis got inspiration from. Yeah. I think they did that in a really nice way because it didn't downplay their importance or their actual impact to music, which I think happens quite a lot. People will think of Elvis, like when you think of the Hound Dog song, people will think of Elvis rather than the woman who actually did it. Which... Yeah, I never realised how many of Elvis songs weren't Elvis songs. I didn't realise how many covers he actually did and how few originals he sang. That blew my mind. But I no, I just I really I anyone who has any sort of interest, even if you don't have an interest in it, go watch it because it's so good. And it just has yeah. such a good like it has such a good vibe. I was literally sat there just like jiggling along until it got to the really sad bits and then I was sat there sobbing my eyes out. <laughs> Yeah, I'll agree with that sentiment as well. You don't have to like Elvis to enjoy the film because it is a good film. Saying that, there were a lot of old people in the cinema, which was weird because it had already been out a week. Yeah. So, but yeah, like it's the busiest it's been in quite a while in the cinema we were in. And probably 50% of them were older than me. And that says something. More than 50. Probably. But I think some of the like camera work was really, really good. I really yeah. enjoyed when they did. They they did bits where they did like split screens, but it worked really well. And they also did lots of kind of like sweeping shots that I thought were like really added to it. Baz Luhrmann really, films normally have good cinematography, though. The costume designs and everything like that were really good as well. Yeah. But so, yeah. I guess it had a lot of good stuff to pull from as well, didn't it? It was just, it was very good. <laughs> Random little laugh. I'm making the cat, well, I'm not making the cat. The cat's playing with my belt. I'm playing with the cat with my belt. And she's just attacking it. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, 8.75. Nine. Okay. Okay. So, um, I don't know. I know, right? Okay, we can talk about the boys because I know you've definitely watched the boys. Yes. I so think, I believe yes. The the fourth season, third season. Third season. I don't know. Actually, it's third. Yeah, season. third, third. The third season recently finished. Um. So, yeah, I mean, we've talked about it a lot, and I think we've been kind of giving regular updates about it. But So I'm not going to fill you in on who's in it and stuff like that. If you're interested in that, then go listen to some of our other episodes. Oh, just know Anthony Starr plays a fantastic psycho. Yeah, he... I absolutely despise the character. He gives me... So, like, the heebie-jeebies, he literally... Oh, I hate him so much. But Anthony Starr does him incredibly well. It's ridiculous. Like, that is pure acting talent. Anyway, what were you going to say about it? Um, 
And then just what did you think about the last season? As a whole, I really enjoyed it. I thought the storyline played out well. Um, it didn't go where it to go or thought it was going to go. Where did you expect it to go? I don't know, but I didn't expect the whole I am your father sort of thing. Really? Yeah. Wow. And um, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was exactly what you'd want from the boys. This season was very father heavy, wasn't it? Yeah. Because you had Billy with his dad and then you had Homelander with his dad and um, what's his name? A-Train with his father figure, his brother. <laughs> True. Um, The kid. Ryan. Ryan with his multiple dads. Or his one dad and his surrogate mother lover. Gross, please don't say that. <laughs> I know you'd enjoy that as soon as I finish saying it. <laughs> no, I agree. It was really, really good. I really liked what they did. And I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Ryan in the future. I can't even remember how it ended, if I'm honest. But I know um, I really enjoyed it. I'm pretty sure... Sorry, I was, I was letting the cat out. I'm pretty sure it ended with Ryan doing something. I don't really remember either. There were some very interesting scenes in this season, though. Oh, without a doubt. We had some octopus fornication. Yep, multiple times. Yep. Some Bad penis expansion. <laughs> And, um, like, whole body degloving. Ugh. That's the thing. <laughs> Do you know Beth's mum? Yeah. She'll happily watch the boys, but she won't watch Game of Thrones because it's too gory for her. What? Exactly. It makes no sense. Like barely any gore in Game of Thrones. There's just loads of stuff. <laughs> Beth told me that the other day, and I was like, what? It's so weird. They watch the boys. They love the boys. They'll happily watch someone crawl inside another man's penis, expand and blow him to smithereens, blood everywhere. But no, if someone getting the head chopped off, no, 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 can't do that. Blood when he you don't even see him get his head chopped off. I know. I just I don't understand it. Jesus Christ. But anyway, for the boys. Series as a whole, I think I'd probably give it 8.75 as well. Yeah, 8.75. Okay. Right. I don't know. I know Beth has watched this, but I don't know if you've watched it. That's a bit loud, Tab. What? It's like somebody... That was a bit loud. It's like you were saying something and somebody censored you. (laughs) No, I just had a notification and forgot to I know what it was. Ms. Marvel. Now we'll have the sound instead. (laughs) Shh. I didn't know. That was my laptop making a sound, not my phone. (laughs) I don't know how to turn my laptop from making sounds. Mute it.
That probably would work, but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Ms. Marvel, did you watch Ms. Marvel? <laughs> no, I think I'm still one or two episodes off the end. Oh, Jesus. I ju- I've just forgotten about it. I've been caught up gaming. Right, well, you... I will just give you the brief... Well, I'll give no, you the... No, spoil audience. it. Go for it. I don't care. No, I don't really remember it enough to be able to spoil it. won't lie. I'm pretty sure yeah. we covered Miss Marvel last time. We've covered bits of it. Right, so this stars Iman Vellini, Matt Lintz, Yasmin Fletcher, Rishan, Zenobia Shroff, Mohan Kappa, a bunch of other people. Um, it was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. It definitely feels like a kid's show, just a little bit more adult. But I like what they did with it. Um, just the main character really annoys me. <laughs> I like, for me, there isn't a likable character in it. I don't have a favourite character in this show because I don't particularly like any of the characters. Yeah, I can agree with mm-hmm. that. There's but no one that not... stands out. Yeah, but it's not a bad show. So good representation. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So yeah. I would give that a seven point two five. I'm not rating it because I haven't finished it yet. Understandable. Okay. On to another thing that you definitely haven't watched. The Grey Man. Seen it. Oh my god, have you actually? No. Oh my god, seriously? <laughs> yeah. I hate you. I We're going to watch you. it this weekend coming up. Oh, right, okay. I won't cover it then. I'll wait until you've watched it. Well, it'll probably be another month before we do another episode. Well, it doesn't have to be because we have lots of films that we're going to be watching soon. True. So, and um, as you're here, we can have a film day and just get a couple of older films out that you can catch up on. True. Yeah. So, so cool. Moving on. Um, I have one last thing to talk about. I have recently started watching Peaky Blinders. Looking at the IMDb explanation of the show, not quite how I'd have explained it. IMDb says... A gangster Is that family... how you normally do the descriptions of stuff? No, God no. I was going to say, so why are you doing it now? Why not just give your interpretation of what it is? Because I want to say what it says because it's funny. Well, it's not oh, funny, okay. it's really bizarre. It says, a gangster family epic set in 1900s England centred on a gang who sew razor blades in the peaks of their caps and their fierce boss, Tommy Shelby. It's not... I think I've understood the title of the show. Well done. I think I've only just connected what it means. Well done. Well, I wouldn't say that the fact they sew razor blades into their caps is particularly central to the plot of the show. It's basically about a gang. No, they're not even really a gang. It's It's about a family who are criminals and it's good, basically. So it, it stars Killian Murphy, Paul Anderson, Sophie Rundle, Ned Dennehy, Denny, Helen McCrory. I love Helen McCrory. 
Finn Cole, a bunch of other people. Um, season two, episode four, into it at the moment, I believe. So I'm not that far in, but I'm like over a fifth of the way in. Because there are five, well, there are six seasons, but only five are on Netflix. And I love it. I went into it thinking I would not enjoy it very much because it's about gangs and it, it, I, sometimes I have a weird thing about gangs. But I'm so glad that I started watching it because it is so good. You should watch like, more stuff that you think you're not going to like. I should, it's true. But Start with Shit's Creek. No. I've minorly become kind of like obsessed with it. Um, and it's like all I can think about at the moment. So we're doing well. I want to try and finish it before I've done my UCAT because otherwise it might just be stuck in my head and that's not Jesus great. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I have issues. Leave me alone. You have nothing but time anyway for the next few weeks. I don't have enough time. I never do anymore. True. But yeah, I would rate that so far like an 8.75. I'm really enjoying it. Good, good. Yes. Right, pretty much the rest of the podcast is now sponsored by GamePort. If you want to see someone game averagely and fail miserably, come watch us on GamePorts. www.gameports. No, twitch.tv slash GamePorts. Wow, doing well. I know. I know. To be honest, we haven't put a video up in ages either because we're just gaming for the fun of it. We're not streaming. We keep forgetting. I wish I could say I'm surprised. But anyway, we shall start with For the King. Okay. I know you'll have more to say about Tothering. Yep. So For the King is a turn-based... I don't even know what kind of game it is, to be honest. D&D, but not quite D&D. It'll have its proper term. It's not a roguelike, but it'll have some sort of terminology for it. What? It's like role-playing adventuring. Yeah, something like that. But anyway, like it has several different storylines that you can do. You just take turns moving along a board, fighting bad guys, sort of randomly rolling for stats, which you can influence by improving your skills. And it's just a game that Beth and me got quite addicted to, has couch co-op, so we just absolutely loved it. And finally got Tab to play it today after weeks of trying to get her to, and she refused. It has not been that long. It has. Well, I... Bear in mind, it wasn't the last time, it was the time before you were up that we mentioned it, and that was like a month ago. That was like two months ago. Yeah. That's how long we've been asking you to play. Sure. And what do you think of it? I enjoyed it. Good. I I, I thought it was very good. It's not that difficult. It's a very simple game to pick up and play. Not quite as simple to master, but it isn't hard to master. It's just hard to... Well, actually, I'll take that back. It's quite hard to master because when you start up in the difficulty, 
you've got to really plan your person out, plan out what you're going to do, like get the right setup of a team, get the right equipment, get the right items to use and know when to use them and stuff. We're still struggling like through the next... You what? Just like D&D. Yeah, to a degree. No, exactly. Which is probably why I like it so much. That is exactly why I like it. I don't know how you've not connected it because it is pretty much just D&D without dice. Yeah. Not really. It, it, no, it really is. That's because you don't see D&D as what it is. You miss all the role-playing side of D&D out. No, this is just... This is online D&D without dice. And without any role-play. You can role-play if you want to role-play. You just don't have to play. Like <laughs> you, you can role-play in anything if you want to role-play. Point proven. Not really. Like, that completely disproves your point. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. Anything can effectively be D&D without dice. D&D can't be. I mean, I'm sure you could find a way to play it without dice. But then it'd it's still be just D&D. It won't be D&D without dice. It'd just be D&D, because it's D&D. Without dice. It makes no difference if it's with or without dice. You're still playing D&D. So it isn't D&D without dice, it's still just D&D. Okay, then everything can be D&D. <laughs> oh, if only that was true. Anyway, I crack on. Life is one big larp. That's how I approach life anyway. No, it is not. It is, I'm just very bad at it. Well, that's I'm, true. I'm LARPing at life as an introvert. What is wrong with us? <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, for the king, it's good. Play it. Yeah. Couch co-op. If you've got a couple of mates around, you can have up to three players. And it's good. It is good. I will give it an eight and a half out of ten. Thank you very much for your time. I will give it an eight. You'll give it more once you played it more. It will um, increase your love and like of it. Sure. So anyway, next one I am going to talk about, just me, mm -hmm. is RimWorld on console. Playing it on PlayStation 5. I have played it on the PC before. Really enjoyed it. Thought it was a bit tough. The thought of playing it on console, I didn't think it would be any good because it has a lot of controls. There's a lot of fiddly stuff, but it's working really well. There's still bits that I'm trying to figure out and get through, but for the most part, it is a very good representation of RimWorld. It's pretty much like for like, and the controls are surprisingly easy to get by. And it's a game I know I am going to sink dozens of hours into. It's it's just one of those games where, again, like on the last one, we talked about how oh, you can role-play as anything. On this, you, it's like a story-based, random survival game where you land on a world and you have to create like shelter, hunt animals, fight off invaders, create, like build weapons, research new weapons, all that sort of stuff. And the personalities of the people that you get are so varied. And if you really wanted to, you could get a massive 
they just go massively in depth into all the characters because all the information's there for you and you can role play that to your heart's content. And it like it's just I'm I'm gonna I know I'm gonna go high double digits in hours on this game very soon if I haven't already, because every spare minute I get I'm playing it because I absolutely love it. That's great. It is, isn't it? And I would give that nine point two five out of ten. Great. So do you want to take the last one sponsored by Gameports? Come watch us fail miserably at all games. www.twitch.tv slash Gameports. Yeah, the last one is The Quarry. So I think they... I've touched on this before, but you finally played it and finished it now. So I finished it. Right, so yeah. Basically, yeah, um, I won the game. So, Ish. No, I won the game. Ish. No one will convince me otherwise. I won the game and I made it gay. So I <laughs> I cannot dispute that. Thank you. So right, okay. Basically, what it's about is a group of campers get stuck effectively at their camp, and then throughout the night, some bad creatures appear, and they have to fight off the bad creatures and save themselves and there's an old lady involved and I hate the old lady and you've got to shoot people very rarely yeah very rarely and I actually managed to shoot things which is for anyone who knows me very impressive for anyone that's seen the YouTube video yeah for anyone who's seen the YouTube video Daniel we're talking to you Oh, little Daniel, that's the point. I had a bone to pick with him. Can't remember what it was. Me either. I have no idea. He badmouthed me for something, a little shit. <laughs> I don't remember this. It was that whatever. So I said something on the last podcast, and you said, he said, Oh, your dad said this. He's a fucking dick. Or whatever. Right. I vaguely anyway. but I can't remember what he said. So Anyway, little Daniel, you're a dick. Great, thank you for that. Amazing. You are sick burn. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so basically the way you play the quarry is effectively most of the game you just choose between two things. There there are a few times where you have to shoot things, and that is very rare. And there are a few times where you have to like move your joystick in a certain way, but it tells you which way you're supposed to do it, which I don't do. Joystick, it. Jesus Christ. What else would you call it? The fiddly bit. The joystick. <laughs> anyway, carry on. What is it called? Carry on. What's I'm it called? Just... Come on. I'm leaving you in suspense. No, that's because you don't know. Or you can't think of a better word to describe it because joystick is perfect. Because it is a joystick, effectively. It's the stick. Joystick. The stick, shortened version of joystick, clearly. Joystick to me just isn't that. A joystick is just a big thing you hold in your hand and there's a button on it that you press. One button. Old school joystick. Because you're old, Father. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Peffy. Yeah. It took me a long time to complete the game 
Because... Took you a long time to make one decision. Yeah, I'm not very good at making decisions because my brain was trying to, like, chess play the game. <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, and you didn't even know what you were doing, though. No. So it's pointless <laughs> trying to chess play the game when you don't know what either outcome is. Um, But, yeah, I won the game and I'm so glad. Yeah. No one you didn't save. You didn't save everyone. That's winning I the game. I didn't want to save everybody. I killed the people I wanted to kill and saved the people that I wanted to save. Therefore, Allegedly. I won. At the end of the game, you said that before you were. Oh yeah, he he can die. Oh he can die. Oh I don't want them to die, and then they die. Well, I kept the two main people that I wanted to survive alive. Well, I kept the main person I wanted to survive alive. Because I love him, and now he can go and have a future with his boyfriend. <laughs> I'm very happy okay. with the decision in the game. And no, so, in fact, I saved the two people that I set out to save. Because I was the other Dylan and Max. Yeah, yeah. From the very beginning, I said I want to save Max, and I actually managed to save Max, and I was so proud of myself. Yeah, that's a fair point. So, I won the game. So, yeah, there are many other games by the same company that are supposedly like it, so we will be reviewing them in the future because I'm sure we will get a tab on them. Yes, the next but... one will be Until Dawn. Okay, we'll go back and play that. Yes. So, yeah, other than that, what would you rate it? Well, in terms of gameplay, it was incredible. In terms of characters... It was really good. In terms of graphics, it <laughs> was I won't lie, it wasn't amazing. I there are some parts of it that look really good, and yeah, other parts of it incredible, awful. Yeah, like eyes are not their strong point. Water definitely not their strong point. But like things that are static, yeah, they're great at that. So, I mean. Was it was good? It was really good, and I think it was really, really well thought out. So, for that, just in terms of enjoyment and things, I'm gonna give it like an eight point two five. Okay, Minus I can't remember what I rated it, but I've already rated it, so I'm not mm-hmm. doing it again. I'm minusing two point five purely because of the water. That stressed me. <laughs> <laughs> that was really and how stressful the game was. The game. Was I'm so adding 0.25 onto my previous rating for how easy it is to get tabbed to make stupid decisions. Don't even. You are a humble <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, should I stay here in safety or should I swim across to where all the bad guys are? Oh, I don't know, Tab. I think you should swim. Okay, I'll go swim. Oh, he died. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Oh, that so was easy. that was the worst thing I've ever done. Especially as it's the one character, well, one of the characters you wanted to survive. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I read you're making it sound like I failed the game. I didn't fail the game. You're allowed to do redos. You're not allowed to. They just give you an option. You shouldn't yeah. really. It's still losing life. So effectively, you didn't win the game because no. there's an extra two people that should have died. 
If I, an extra three people, Max and Dylan, the two you wanted to save, you had to use a life for. Yeah, because I was determined to keep them alive. But I'm claiming Max is still being alive because it was your fault that he died, not mine. I think you're fine. It was your fault. You were so easily led. But you, you even said they don't like water. They can't get to me here. And I'm like, that's true. But you could just go for a swim. Okay, I'll go for a swim. <laughs> okay. It wasn't even that convincing. I don't know why I listened to you. I know exactly. why. I'm, I'm a sweetheart. And I thought, oh, he can reunite with Laura. That'll be That'll be where they could reunite, I bet. I bet there was some way that you could stop Silas from being there. There was n- oh, maybe previously, yeah. Maybe. But I, I don't maybe. see how. Me either. It was great fun. But it is one of those games where there's so much replayability to it as well because every choice you make has a knock-on effect. And because there's uh, like eight characters in play, there's so many different branches that you can change. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a very good game. I want to go back and replay it and do, like, the complete opposite of what I would normally do. Well, I'm sure we can at some point. Which, to be honest, is pretty much just how Beth plays it. Like, me and Beth... (laughs) (laughs) That is true. (laughs) Oh, here's a cop who might do us harm, what am I going to do? Antagonise him as much as I possibly can. <laughs> <sighs> yep. But yeah, there's a good game. Anyway, I on that game. note, I think we should call it. I agree. So, thank you all for listening. We hope to catch you again. Any feedback, let us know. We're on Twitter. You can email us, um, admin at averagereviews.co.uk. If you're one of my friends, then just message me or talk to me. No, because then we don't get the interactions. Do it on Twitter. Get the interactions up. Yeah. I don't even have Twitter anymore. Well, you suck. That's true. Cool. But yeah, that's us done. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Even you, I guess, little Daniel. <laughs> oh, one loyal listener. Yeah. <laughs> Only because he's trying to find stuff to take the piss out of. But it still counts. Still counts. A listen is a listen. Exactly. Yeah. So, goodbye. Goodbye from me. And me. Au revoir. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Average Reviews. We're always on the lookout for feedback or requests, so if you do have anything, please contact us. Email is requests at averagereviews.co.uk. As the name suggests, any requests you've got, but we also take any other kinds of feedback. Um, We've got a website, www.averagereviews.co.uk, which doesn't get updated very often to be honest but we will be trying to get that up to date more often easiest way to reach us would probably be on twitter which is average podcast there is a handle of average reviews that we would like if you're the owner please get in touch otherwise we will stay as average podcast thank you very much for listening have a good life <laughs>